What do you mean the rent is going up on the office? The rent, our rent here, we're going to have to pay more? We pay, we pay by the square foot, buddy. But it's going up. And they haven't even done a, a, a cleaning here. Biggest company on the planet. I'm rent. All right. All right. We'll talk, but everything's going up. Everything. Ugh. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of going up, we're adding a really, really cool partner to the 411 this week. We want to welcome Simpsons Pharmacies, two locations, one in uh, Niagara uh, Lake in the, the, that beautiful, beautiful place right downtown uh, in Niagara on the Lake, as well as in Virgil. Simpsons Pharmacies are going to join us as uh, partners and sponsors for the next couple of months anyway or so. We thank Sean Simpson and his gang for being a part of it. Welcome to episode 10. This is season two of the 411 Live with Lee Sterry, fueled by Gale's Gas Bars, powered by WeStream partnered with Nick and uh, the gang and all of you contributors at uh, Niagara 411. And of course, our other sponsor that we are so proud to have on board, Performance Heating and Air. Carlo, thank you for uh, being a part of it. Now, we were talking back there about them raising the rent in my office. There's a big thing going on in Niagara Falls right now with the BIA that uh, is a little bit uh, confusing. We're going to try to sort that out and a bunch of other things. Come on in. Fiddler's Poor House is where we're entering right now, gang. Uh, Dave Mukparian and his gang are here open every single day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, right up until 9. And we're going to get ourselves set in the beautiful window at Fiddler's, and we'll be right back. Okay, we are uh, in uh, business. What a beautiful day. My goodness. We are uh, here on March the 11th. March the 11th, 2021. And uh, there, right in the left hand, uh, the right hand side of your screen, is uh, the one and only Kevin Jack. He is the executive producer of this here program. He is also uh, the big cheese at WeStream Niagara, the people responsible for this wonderful technology that we are going to be experiencing for the next hour and a half together. Uh, and again, I want to give uh, credit where credit is due to our uh, sponsors. Gales Gas Bars, our title sponsor fueling this program, have done since the very beginning and uh, we'll be doing so, we hope, uh, ad infinitum. So uh, always uh, appreciated to Jessica and her gang at Gale's Gas Bars. Also, uh, of course, performance heating and air. Carlo, thank you very much also for being uh, part jumping up and saying, hey, I kind of like what you guys are doing, want to be a part of it. That's, uh, that's wonderful. Also, uh, of course, Dave McParian at Fiddler's Poorhouse, one of those... <sighs> entrepreneurial type business people in Niagara that have been suffering the slings and arrows of COVID-19 for the last, uh, it's almost exactly a year now. 
that that's been going on. But uh, they're back open here every day, uh, seven days a week, 3 p.m. until 9. And of course, our partnership with Niagara 411, always, always a pleasure to uh, do the back and forth with uh, Nick, who does a fabulous job of trying to keep Niagara up to speed as much as possible about itself with help from you, of course. And you can still get involved in this program at any time. Kevin is going to be putting the link to participate in this program in the comments. So what's happening right now is we are streaming on Niagara 411. We are streaming on WeStream. We are also streaming on the original platform of Livestream Niagara. Correct, Kevin? Yeah, we are. Yeah. So uh, in, in any and all of those streams, you will uh, find comments and you will find the link to join this program. And then all you have to do is uh, click on that. You'll come on in to the, the WeStream Niagara 411 live stream Niagara green room exactly. zoom room all that stuff it's all the that green stuff. room one other thing Lee, we don't talk enough about and I've got it on screen right now I want uh, I want to encourage everybody to share the program yeah and it's so easy to do so uh, let everybody else know that you love the show and you love what we're doing at Niagara 411 live or so not you, so you see that we've got <laughs> we've got the live stream from the Niagara 411 Facebook page right there right. just go into the share button and share now yeah it's that easy so, so you do us a big favor if you do that. So thanks so much. Yeah, and uh, I better use this since, uh, since the conditions in my office down the street are perhaps not okay. what I would prefer them to be. But Yeah, I don't think that's uh, the epitome of hygiene down there. No. Now, Lee, I know you wanted to share uh, you know, and welcome some of our new sponsors, yes. like Simpsons Pharmasave. Yeah, Simpsons Pharmasave. Uh, Simpsons Pharmacy, uh, Pharmasave uh, franchise. And um, yeah, there they are. Um, Sean Simpson, uh, the owner-operator, great guy, is standing in the, in the back, and uh, the staff, obviously, around him. They get a lot of stuff going on there, and all you have to do is go to their website to find it, SimpsonsPharmacy.ca, and uh, there's a big sale coming up. There it is. March 23rd, they have a lot of things on the go. Um, by the way, their two locations are uh, Virgil, that was the original location, and that beautiful old apothecary in, uh, in Niagara-on-the-Lake downtown is just uh, super, it, it's almost a tourist destination, the, the apothecary there, but they're a full-service pharmacy, just in case you weren't aware of that, and anything that you can get at their location in Virgil can happen there as well. It's kind of cool. And um, so there's, there's information right there. We appreciate very much Sean uh, coming on board. He actually joined us for an interview last week, and then... Um, God bless him. He just said, "Hey, I think uh, I'd like to be a sponsor. Come on, come on board the show for a while." And we appreciate that. One of the things that we were debating back and forth—not Sean and me, Kevin and I—as uh, what what role were we jumping the gun? Were we um, missing something when we were talking to Sean about vaccinations for COVID-19. And it was really kind of interesting, Kevin, in the fact that uh, it wasn't any more than an hour after we signed off last week, last Thursday, that Premier Ford went on his daily um, media conference. <laughs> you wanted to say rant. I did. I wanted to say red. Uh, he went. He I'll went, say it. He went on his daily media conference uh, and made the announcement that uh, hundreds, if not a thousand or more, 
pharmacies would be participating in the rollout of vaccinations for uh, COVID-19. So we were actually pretty much right on the money as far as being almost there with regard to pharmacies taking part. One of the other things that you can do uh, at the Simpsons website, Simpsons Pharmacy website, is to register for regular updates on COVID-19 vaccinations. Because right now, as you know, it's kind of confusing. We're not sure who, when, uh, where, etc. They are attempting to be clear, but it's not clear right now. I, when I say they, I mean the government, the provincial government. It's not clear. And of course, the regions have to follow up on what the provinces say. So the provinces have to roll it out and then the regions pick it up from there. And you can register on the Simpsons Pharmacy site to be made aware of whatever updates are gonna be happening. Let's come back to the weather. One of the, uh, this is probably the big topic. Anytime you have abnormal weather of any kind, be it good, be it bad, it's always the first thing on people's lips. <laughs> Did you have to do that, Kevin? <laughs> Well, it's so Did you have to it's do so that. telling of the weather. So this is what Lee Sterry was up to yesterday when I was preparing for the program. Oh, see, I knew that was going to be the angle <laughs> that you would take. But you'll see the top there where it says 1210. It was not at 1210, Kevin. I'd been working all day on preparing for this program, and it was more like 4 o'clock in the afternoon that I was doing that. I had taken the rest of the day off. I left my studio at about 3.30 and was there at about 4. So where'd you so, go? Where can you hit balls now? I don't know if I should say because there were a lot of people there. I don't want to bring the constabulary down on <laughs> whether we should do this. It was over on 3rd Avenue. 3rd Street left, actually. Okay, that one. Yeah, yeah. that one. Okay. No, people know. Hey, okay. we're not open. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate, yeah. appreciate you coming. You guys yeah. want to say something? Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you want to shout out to his mom? Yeah. <laughs> Stand in front of this camera right here. We got uh, some people coming into uh, coming into yeah. Fiddlers here. Yeah. Hey, boys, what's up? Hi, guys. Hey, how's it going? going? Good, good. Lean over there a little bit. Well, I got you on camera right here. Oh, okay. Oh. Hello, hello, camera people. There we go. Who am I talking? I to? thought you wanted to say hi. I'm Lee. That's Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Lee. Hi. Guys. hi. How are you? Who are you? Great. Doing all right. I'm Mike. This is Dennis. Mike and Dennis? This is Gippy Ryan. Okay, where's your mom? My mom. You said you wanted to say hi to your mom. Are you lying to me? I'll say hi to Dennis' mom. Okay. Dennis' mom. All right. Hi, Dennis' mom. Where is Dennis' mom located? Here in St. Catharines. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Get out. All right. Okay. That was fun. <laughs> we really we need tighter security. We forgot to lock the door. Yeah, we need tighter security here, Lee. That's oh, Willie. Cool. What'd you knock over there? Oh, your glasses? Oh, just my sunglasses. No, that'll be all right. I actually broke, I, I broke a pair of Ray-Bans earlier this week, and uh, now there goes another pair. So it's been one of those weeks. All in all, though, I can't complain. Let's go back to the weather for just a second. So um, aside from the fact that Kevin thought I was shirking my duties and uh, out playing around uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't true. I was working working so hard. I needed the stress relief. But uh, anyway, yeah, it was nice out yesterday. Uh, it's nice out today too. A little bit windy maybe, but uh, but nice. So the thing that got my attention though about the weather was the wonderful way 
in which commenting on Facebook can take some phenomenal turns. Nick of Niagara 411 was nice enough to put this post up. I think this was what, on Tuesday? Spring weather for a few days. We may reach 18 tomorrow, Wednesday. Then it says Seymour, of course. So uh, Thursday will be warm with showers. We haven't had the showers yet. It's been, uh, been lovely. Friday will be sunny with a high of 11. Now even that's not too bad. And then the colder air comes back Saturday. What, got, what I got a kick out of is where the comments went from here. Um, sorry, I know, buddy. Sorry, Brian. I have to. I, I have to shine a light on you here. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> uh, sorry, I know everyone's looking for the warmer weather, but 15 and 17 are not good temps to be having in March. Just saying, those temps are rare even in April, usually. And then it started. The comments started to rail. There's one uh, pretty, pretty comment. Easy. I'll take it, etc. Some nice. And there's one <laughs> from Nick. Not, not, not Nick. Nick. This is Nick uh, Lanigan, a commenter. He says, Brienne, some nice weather, and someone still manages to complain and turn into a negative thing. L O L. Thanks. Just enjoy it for what it is. Jeez. <laughs> and then look where this went on his comment. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Matthew. Yeah. So I guess you like, because this was uh, somebody that was talking about how great the warm weather is, uh, Matthew says, Nick, I guess you like ticks then. The reality is this ensures their survival and growth. <laughs> so um, you can enjoy the warm weather uh, for what it is, but keep in mind, keep in mind, you are fostering uh, support of climate change and the proliferation of ticks in Niagara. Oh gosh, uh, you have to love, you have to love social media. Here's one too, Matthew Russell and more negativity. That's like saying, don't drive my car because there's a very small chance I'll get in an accident. LOL. At least he knows he's kidding. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tongue-in-cheek stuff, and it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And I guess that's really what sometimes makes these social media platforms enjoyable, is you wait to see what kind of witty comment or how creative some people can be without being mean-spirited. You know, I mean, when it when it gets nasty and personal, that's that's when you got to draw the line. But but I thought this was a lot of fun. I guess you must like ticks then. <laughs> Had to go there. You, you can't win for trying. No, can you, Lee? you can't. You know, you you. But we get some nice weather. We've got beautiful days, sunshine for the last few days. It makes people feel good. The old vitamin D prescription is delivered on time, and we're feeling positive. And oh, I don't know about this climate change stuff. Not good. So <laughs> that's all right. One of the th and, but that's something that there's stuff stuck to my bottle here, Kevin. I don't like that. So anyway. Uh, the thing that we have to always keep in mind is that climate change is not weather. And it's hard to separate your mind in those two different 
directions. But the, uh, the experts will tell you, the scientists will tell you, you can't judge the effects of climate change by the weather on a day-to-day -day or a month-to-month, -month, even uh, a year-to-year -year basis. It's, a, it's something that is measured over long periods of time. And yeah, we see the signs of ice shelves melting and floating and breaking off in uh, the Arctic and the Antarctic, etc. But uh, but you can't you can't relate you can't look out on a beautiful day like today where it's like in here in Niagara it's something like 18 degrees right now, and uh, and call it climate change. No, it's the weather. It's just it, it's the weather. Now, long term still could be an effect of climate change. You don't know. But yeah, anyway. No. Lee, the internet is our friend. So right now it's a 19, 19 degrees. 19 degrees in, uh, in St. Catharines. In, uh, in that, would, that would be out at the airport even though nobody lives out at the airport. I always wondered why we did that in radio. Right now at the airport it's, well who cares what it is at the airport? Unless I'm flying out and it's minus 30 degrees and they have to de-ice the plane, I don't care what it is at the airport. Tell me what it is in my backyard. It's pretty nice though. 19. Yeah. Kind of getting that spring fever. I don't know about you, but I am. Oh, it fools us every single year. Yeah. It yeah. does. I mean, I think we'll get more snow, Lee. See, yeah. here I am. Now, oh, we'll get more snow. Now I'm that negative no, character in negative, the comments. Yeah. I'm the person in the comments. Oh, you know, just wait. We'll have snow again next week. I don't, I don't, really, count, I don't really count out uh, winter until after the May 24th weekend, believe it or not. I think that's fair. Because I've, uh, I've been camping. Bef and I'm not a camper, believe me. Uh, but it seems whenever I do go camping, it's because somebody wants to take me camping. And it happens to be on the long weekend in May, and the weather sucks. Yeah, almost, more often than not. Almost every single year. It might not be snow, but it's cold, and it's windy, and it's... it's I think we all have like a romantic memory of the one time we went on May 2-4, and it was 24 degrees and oh, yeah, sunny. We, yeah, yeah. And that's a total aberration. Oh, yeah, you don't. I, re I remember... Never mind. <laughs> I remember way too many things to fit into this show. If you remember it, then... If I remember it, uh, there were fossils around. So, so Lee, I'll give you a choice here. Uh, COVID numbers or most livable places? Where do you want to go? Uh, I, think, uh, I think as far as what's most... I think the most livable places is interesting, but we can save that for later. I think the most probably important thing about Niagara, because we're sort of teetering on this edge of the red zone, is talking COVID numbers. Herji said this, excuse me, to be respectful, Dr. Herji uh, said this week uh, that it is a race against time in Niagara, meaning it's vaccinations against resurgence of the virus, including the variants. So it's a race against time. That is a quote from him. New cases today, 27. Active cases today, 231, meaning that's how many people that we know of in Niagara that are um, infected as of right now. Resolved cases 14, not such a big deal uh, because resolved means we don't have to worry about them. Total number of cases since this thing started is 8837. Now Kevin, let's pause on that number for a second. There are half a million people in Niagara? Yeah, rough number. Something like that? Yeah, that's fair. Out of a half a million people, 8800 total have been infected, which is where the anti-maskers will come in and say, hey, what's up with that? Um, okay, here we go. Kevin's doing the calculus. There you go. So we got 1.76%. Of our population. Yeah. You're quick. 
Way to go. Thanks. All right. 0.0176%. No, that's 1.7%. Oh. Well, you had 0. 0.0. I know, but that's that's how the, the math works out. But you got to bring it over because okay. it's per 100. Okay. So yeah, 1.7%. Some of these things you have to explain to me, you know. Oh, okay. I didn't know we were going to be doing what math live at. here. I didn't know we were going to be doing math. Well, well, you're the one that put it up on the screen, yeah, I guess man. it's my fault. Jeez. Everything's your fault, man. You're the producer. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Uh, speaking uh, of, in 10 minutes, we're going to have a couple of guests on the program, and I don't think we've done a good enough job kind of forward selling that. You're right. You're right. We'll talk about and that. And that's so, my fault. So, there, of course. <laughs> that's a given. So, uh, <laughs> there is, uh, see what the warm weather does? It brings out the giddiness. Uh, yeah, the giggles. Yeah. So, we are going to take you to downtown Niagara Falls, virtually as opposed to really. And there is an issue there that's kind of interesting. There is an organization that pretty much every municipality has uh, a business improvement area or downtown business association, whatever. And the role of these organizations is to promote and grow the economics of that area of businesses that operate there. Well, the area that we're going to talk about today is one that has been going under some controversy over the last little while. It is uh, the downtown BIA in Niagara Falls, the downtown business improvement area. And a really quick backgrounder on the story is the fact that there is a, a new executive director been hired to look after that organization. They have a board of directors, like all those organizations do, and it's budgeting time, which happens regularly, this time every year. That's, that's not an anomaly, it's nothing new. But here's what is new. The budget, the operating budget for this downtown BIA in Niagara Falls has been increased almost a hundred percent from approximately two hundred thousand it was a little bit more than two hundred thousand dollars per year to four hundred thousand dollars per year now where the controversy comes in is the fact that you know how small businesses have been impacted with the COVID-19 situation over the last while well there are small businesses down there looking forward to operating again and opening up etc but this increases their dues and what they have to pay and etc that is their complaint about the fact that you're increasing uh, what it costs us to operate in our downtown BIA at the worst possible time. As I understand it, the other side of the argument is, well, this is the best possible time to renew our investment in promoting and marketing the downtown because this is when the, you need it the most. It's sort of cash flow versus strategy, uh, if you will. So what we have coming up is um, Eddie Pibus. Eddie is the vice chair of the BIA. And also we have joining us Rob Baranka. He is the operator of Back Alley Barbershop in Niagara Falls. His father has been around a long, long time. You might remember uh, Rob's father, Tony, Tony Barenka from uh, Hair Lover's Place. He is also downtown Niagara Falls. Now, we have, of course, Eddie Pibus, who's going to explain to us and talk about why we're going to do this 
$400,000 a year budget for the BIA. And Rob is going to talk to us about uh, the impact and why we shouldn't. It, we have sort of a point-counterpoint thing going on here at about 12.30. We'll have both these folks on the program together and we'll try to sort out exactly what is happening down there because you know that we have talked about a long time, well a year at least, uh, about the fate of small business. And in Niagara Falls in particular, it has a completely different wrinkle than in other places. In Niagara, let alone other downtown Southern Ontario or Canada for that matter. And the fact that in Niagara Falls, we have a very long-term developed tourist section, Clifton Hill, etc. And that has evolved into the casino district and the casino hotel restaurant district. And although downtown Niagara Falls has almost always had uh, had a bit of a struggle. There were times when it was incredibly vibrant. I actually worked downtown uh, on Queen Street, Niagara Falls, back in the 70s. All the banks had branches there. The federal building was there, like the post office and customs and all those things. Uh, very, very vibrant. Of course, City Hall, which is still down there. There were larger uh, department stores. It was quite a, a, a vibrant downtown at one time. That is no longer the case. The banks have pretty much uh, moved out. Some of the major department stores, if not all of them, are, are gone. We have um, some improvements been made down there, and there's some people really working hard to make a go of it. But it's a whole different environment since the casino district sort of took over the ambiance of why people go to Niagara Falls, right? Because people used to go to Niagara Falls, and then they'd venture downtown, because once you've seen the falls, You've seen it, and on Clifton Hill, you've done it, so let's drive around and have a look. Well, right now, with the casinos and all the rest of it, uh, well, not right now, over the last 20 years or whatever it is, it's, it's made it even a bigger struggle for downtown Niagara Falls. Yeah, and that's what makes it unique compared to other downtowns, if you will, now, that I, you might be familiar with. Niagara Falls did not make the list of most livable cities, but another tourist hub in Niagara did, as I understand. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw this, but it was on Niagara 411, Canada's top 10 most livable places. Is that the right way to spell livable? I would have put an E in there. I, I would have as well. But I don't know. I get, it's well, got to be right. Does it? I don't know. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe everything you read. But that being said, see this little, the, this little name of the, of the company up top, Rates. What is it, ratescan.ca or whatever that says? Yeah. That's, that's the company that did this survey. Oh, no, I was wrong. There you go, livable. Just doesn't look right to me somehow. All right, can we go back? Thank you. So, uh, top 10 most livable places. Niagara-on-the-Lake makes number six. So, Niagara's on the, when I say Niagara, I mean the region. We are there in the top 10, Niagara-on-the-Lake. So if you were ever wondering about why house prices are the way they are, <laughs> um, that's, uh, there's one of the reasons, one of the most uh, livable places in Canada. Not everybody agrees with that. Once again, the comments are always just a hoot to read when 
when these things are uh, are put out there. There was a, a lady that put a post up after this was published on four one Niagara four one one by Nick, and uh, she said, "You couldn't pay me to live in Niagara on the Lake." I don't I don't know why. Well, here you just, go, right here. It's uh, Kathy and Mike Watt. Kathy and Mike Watt. There we go. Wouldn't live in Niagara. See, everybody has great opinions. This is why. This is this is why. We have democracy. Wouldn't live in Niagara-on-the-Lake if I was given a house for free. Definitely wouldn't consider it most livable. Now, I'd love to talk to these people. There must have been some sort of an experience that, uh, that has been had that forges this kind of uh, opinion. Lots of other small cities deserve the title more. Livable means different things to different people, I guess. Well, credit where credit is due. Uh, there was there was some balance to that comment, so that's cool. Well, look at Kevin. He didn't like Niagara on the Lake either. This lived is not in, me. This is not my fake book. No, account. this is not Kevin. Uh, lived in Niagara on the Lake for 20 years. Hated it. So many phony people driving their BMWs, looking down on the working folk. Me, so much nicer in Pelham. There is a cultural difference. That is for sure. There is a cultural difference and a cultural feel to the various areas of Niagara, which is kind of, in my opinion, what makes Niagara so desirable as a region to live in. Because in uh, 20 minutes, you can be from one field to another. Yeah, thousand percent. We've got all yeah. kinds of different fields across Niagara, and they're all Indeed. within 20 minutes. I love that about the region. Yeah. I really yeah. do. You can take your car for 15 minutes and be in the middle of a Tuscan vineyard. You can go to the hustle and bustle yeah. of Niagara Falls in another 15 minutes. Um, right. You can be in the farming communities of Pelham and the horse farming communities of, of Fawn Hill and Fenwick and Ridgetown. And Absolutely. It's, 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 it's truly amazing. And we have this, what uh, is referred to in the winery business, as a micro climate. I mean, look outside. This is one of the reasons why we have these kinds of days is because we have so many different things happening weather-wise here in Niagara. We have the escarpment which affects it. We have the amazing effect that the Great Lakes uh, has on... Uh, so you put the, the, the lakes and the escarpment and all of those other things. Niagara has this little microclimate that we sit in, which is, is the thing that really makes our winery the business what it is today and Absolutely. is just such a wonderful agricultural area as well so uh, well, it's they, really nice to see people with the different opinions though it's very cool if you do look outside um, no differing opinions on this it is raining so the is rain it that, raining the, now? the rain they were calling for started probably about the last five minutes more of a light drizzle but yeah it's raining at least right now in, in downtown St. Catharines and yeah. our two guests are standing by all right I had really heavy sleet or a small hail storm etc it came off Lake Ontario and uh, hit us in the north end a couple days ago. So there's all kinds of weird things that, uh, that happen. All right, uh, let us uh, bring on our guests and you can see both of them there on the screen. Let me first say good afternoon to uh, Eddie Pibus, Vice Chair of the BIA. He is also the Chair of uh, the Niagara Falls Economic Development uh, Committee. Eddie, welcome to the show. Thanks you? for coming on. Hey, no problem. Nice to be here. Thanks so much. Okay. Uh, and also Rob Baranka. He is the proprietor and uh, owner of Back Alley Barbershop. His father is Tony, ran Hair Lover's Place for a long, long time in, uh, in Niagara Falls downtown. And um, 
Gentlemen, we have not rehearsed anything here. I don't have any particular set of questions that I sent you. I guess I will start though, uh, Rob, if you don't mind, I'm gonna start with Eddie. Uh, and, and ask you, Eddie, what is the, the background behind the relatively new now uh, executive director of the downtown BIA and the, the committees and the boards, et cetera, increasing the budget by almost uh, twofold, from around a couple hundred thousand to 400,000, which seems to be taking a bite out of small business down there. Can you give me the background and the rationale behind this? Well, you know what? So it was a levy increase. Uh, 2020, the levy was 210,000. Uh, the levy now for 2021 has gone up to 390,000. So it was $180,000 increase. Uh, and I guess that, you know, it, it does sound substantial. Uh, the BIA, uh, and, and I've been a part of it for eight months now, uh, the BIAs of the past in downtown Niagara Falls, uh, you know, if you've been down to Queen Street, uh, you know, you walk up and down the street, they haven't been very impactful for, I think, the last number of decades. Uh, we've got a great team in place right now. Uh, Amanda, who is our executive director, if you had a chance to meet her, uh, you'd quickly uh, get on board with the changes that are happening. She brings a, a vast wealth of experience and knowledge and is helping us, you know, and my hope, and as well as we want to transform Queen Street. We want to bring it back to the Queen Street. It was back when my dad grew up on Park Street, uh, just a street over. And, you know, I've heard stories for years about how great it was down here. And they, yeah. they still tell me stories about how great it was. So uh, we're putting a number of things in place. And our hope is to to bring Queen Street back. Okay, let me, uh, uh, let, me let, let me sorry to interrupt you, but let me clarify one thing. When you say, this is sometimes a terminology that confuses people. When you say levy, what does that mean? So the, the, the taxes were not, uh, so uh, I own a number of buildings on Queen Street myself. Uh, okay. I am happy to pay the levy increase uh, and the levy compared to the taxes. So the levy is a portion of your tax bill. So to give you an example, uh, you know, say a smaller building on Queen Street, the tax bill uh, is approximately 8,000 per year. And of that 8,000, you know, maybe 800 or so of that uh, is the portion that would be the levy that goes to the BIA. The who, who initiates this levy? Who says you, this is gonna happen? So the, the levy uh, comes from the BIA. So the All levy right. is so, just a portion of the tax bill. Okay, so this is a decision by the the BIA, the executive director and the board, right? It, 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 the decision is made up uh, based on the BIA's budget. So the budget is then paid for through the levy that comes from the city. So we have a number of committees uh, I believe this year we had 41 various business owners okay. uh, and uh, building owners that made up uh, different committees that voted on uh, levy increases. It's not the executive director that decides what the levy is going to be. It's those various committees, again, made up through a number of business okay. owners and uh, building owners. All right. I have a couple of questions on that later. First, I, I want to not ignore Rob any longer. Rob Baranka. 
of Back Alley Barbershop. Uh, his dad, Tony, from Hair Lover's Place, been around a long time. Rob, um, yes. let's, let's do your, your reaction and that of your family with, with regard to this. What, uh, what is your perspective on this? The perspective is we just wanted it rolled back. There's no need for an increase in a pandemic. As Eddie's saying, uh, there hasn't been much done here. They did a few things, but maybe you should ask his chairman. Eddie's new to the game down here. I warned him a couple of years ago when he came down here to watch what side he picks. Um, we don't need an increase right now. A lot of businesses have been closed. I, myself, five months. Some haven't opened as the highlight hasn't opened since last March. Grand Central. Countless businesses are, are struggling. And with the levy, it goes on our property tax, and you have no choice but to pay it. We had a meeting with the mayor in January, and we asked him nicely with the Christabel C. City Councilman, and it was me, my father, and Anna from Roberts Jeweler to roll it back. I just think the increase is just hard on the businesses already down here. We don't need it right at this time. All we asked was just maybe wait till next year. What and is the, the – I'm sorry, go ahead. The new budget proposed is, is just a little bit – too much, I think, for people down here. Some can afford it, some can't. And we've lost a few businesses. Eddie mentioned there's 16 businesses. I like them to, to name those 16 businesses that have opened up in the pandemic. I highly doubt that number. But uh, the, the businesses are struggling down here and we've lost four or five already, so. Okay, um, what is the direct impact on you and or your father's business what is it what does it actually mean in dollars and cents from one year to the next well you know the, the usual increase i think is 1.7 we're paying an extra 1500 depending on the size of the business uh the hatch building down the street pays 70 percent of the levy or uh they pay seventy thousand. now with the increase they're going to pay a hundred thousand okay so that's like a 30 30 percent yeah. yeah you're getting an increase so maybe the property tax ten thousand a year you might pay twelve thousand there's an increase, an increase that's going to make it hard for new businesses to come into it. Like Carolyn Iannone said during the city council meeting, the anchor businesses like my father, who's been here 46 years this coming Wednesday, March 17th, Anna, Joe Merkai from Grand Central, um, the Highlight Restaurant, Tom Regas, Caps has been on the street over 10 years now. Yeah, we can afford it. We're not saying we can't. We're just saying give everyone a break. To, to, in the middle of a pandemic year where the street has struggled through the years and Eddie said nothing's been much been done down there well he should talk to his chairman who's gone missing anyways they always make Eddie speak Ron's missing the chairman himself where where's Ron where's Ron why didn't you ask him why he's been on the board seven years and he's been chairman for three why didn't you ask him why nothing's been done down here Eddie let me come back to you for a second where's Ron where's Ron Eddie where's Ron Eddie you're the vice chairman, Eddie. Where's Ron? Are we holding? Okay, Rob. Thanks. Let's give him a chance to answer. Yeah, let him go. Carry on. Yeah. So uh, you know what? It's, it's kind of interesting. So Queen Street, I, I've kind of felt there's been a lot of you know, and and I have, I've owned a business on Queen Street now for uh, going on three years, and I've recently purchased another building, and again, I'm looking at purchasing other buildings as well. Uh, from what I understand, uh, with regard to Queen Street, there's been a lot of uh, a lot of fighting happens on Queen Street, and it's rare for people to all see things uh, and move in the same direction. And I think that's been part of the problem for the last again number of decades. Uh, Ron is not available today. Uh, I'm more than happy to speak. Uh, 
uh, basically I'm speaking for Ron as well. Uh, well, one would, think you're, think one, actually, would think, one would think you're speaking for the entire committee or the board or whatever terminology that you use here. How many people are on the business improvement area board or committee, whatever word you use? I believe we have uh, 11 altogether. All right, so this was, a, the, this was part of a committee board slash vote then at some point? Uh, a vote for, for, for this what? For the increase of the budget for the BIA. So who, who the, approved it, or did was it just a rubber stamp? Okay, so I mentioned earlier that uh, there was actually forty-one committee members that make okay. up uh, different committees. Okay, uh, that all have uh, committees that you know we meet uh, monthly. We talk about different uh, different items and agendas that are going to come up for the next year. Uh, it's not a rubber stamp that one person put on a uh, two hundred ten thousand to three hundred ninety thousand increase. Uh, it's. I realize it, there's it, some. I, I realize there's some bureaucracy and administrative stuff in the background. However, um, I think one of the big questions that would be raised here, and maybe the question, is why now? Okay, that, you know what, and and that's that's a great question. Uh, Queen Street. If you walk down it today. Uh, there's a number of vacant buildings. If you walk down it eight months ago, there's a number of vacant buildings. And in six months, potentially there could still be half of Queen Street as a vacant building. So why now? I, I think it's time to finally put some life back into Queen Street and to try to, as we come out of the pandemic, we want to bring Queen Street out of the pandemic with us. Uh, we've got 19 businesses that have actually opened during the pandemic. Uh, it's been a, a time for revitalization for a number of, of people and voices. Uh, we have over 100 events planned for a promenade that we put into place uh, last year on Queen Street. Uh, okay. We had a Christmas market last year that okay. had over 25,000 people attend that market. Uh, we've got a lot happening and a lot has been happening. Okay, so we could sit back and, and we could, uh, I guess, allow the pandemic to get the better of the street. And I'd hate to see half the street vacant right now and after the pandemic, the entire street vacant. So we're putting things in place to come out of the pandemic running. And uh, it's, it's an amazing board. And we've got a lot of people that put in a lot of their volunteer hours and time to really uh, make a difference and people that actually care about making a difference. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the explanation. Rob, I'm gonna bring you back in here because you were uh, trying to make a couple of comments there along the way when I, said, when I said, why now? There are definitely the two schools of thought. Schools of thought being with the effects on small business that we all know COVID-19 has had, some know better than others, obviously. Uh, it's we're just trying to keep food on the table right now so the last thing we need is increased cost of operation got it yeah. on a on a marketing side of things on the on, on the board side of things i get that um business principle as well is while things are down get ready to throw as much at it as you can because you'll rebound that much faster these are different schools of thought I, I i grant that and i'm not supporting either one of them it's just the fact that those those two philosophies are there from a business perspective um is it is it just um 
is it just the fact that this would have happened anyway, or is it because of COVID, or is it just bad timing? What's what's the whole timing thing? It's a little, it's a little bit of everything. It's the street has been struggling for years. It's not the right time. I like to answer a few of the questions. The Christmas market, they could have brought a million people down here. The fact is, they do it after hours when the businesses are closed. Within the meetings that came out, with the loss of eighteen thousand dollars that Christmas market, a lot of the street and a lot of people that are on my side of the deal. We don't want events. We want to fill the buildings first. Let's fill up the businesses and then maybe we'll worry about events. We don't have time for that. Eddie is in the real estate game, so he's doing okay, obviously, with the market being as high as it is right now. Not everybody's doing okay, especially the businesses that didn't open. And one of the buildings he purchased is the new office of the BIA, and the old one was owned by the chairman, which is a conflict of the Constitution. Uh, nobody from the BIA can get money from the BIA. So, we asked, it was not posted. Eddie owns the new building. He hasn't really said it. They sent, uh, when we requested, he sent a business number, but we know he purchased a new office, which they did a little midnight move. It was around 11 o'clock on a Saturday night. They moved across the street from the chairman's own building to Eddie's newly purchased building. All right, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about methods of re-energizing Queen Street, because I don't know if you saw when I was talking about this earlier. I worked out on Queen Street. I was right at the corner of Queen and St. Clair back in the 1970s. Gold's Drug Store was on the yep. corner on the bottom floor. Uh, our radio station was on the second floor and I worked down there and it was a very vibrant place then. All the banks still had branches down there uh, and uh, the federal building was hopping right across the street from where I was and there's um, like just a, a Rossman's menswear and just a ton of uh, Rossbergs down at the end. Uh, was a, a major player, multi-floor department store, and uh, the place was jumping in, yeah. in those days. Okay, those days, we can live in the past all we, all we want, but those days are gone. Yep. We, we have since then the massive uh, casino and shopping district and restaurant district and uh, and of course Clifton Hill continues to be Clifton Hill. Niagara Falls now is a year-round destination for hospitality as opposed to seasonal. Um, so, so the conditions are very very different. Sure are. And, and, and Eddie was talking about events and, and those are things that uh, downtown business associations or improvement areas and whatever have relied on in many municipalities for many years is to bring people down and uh, have them an experience an area and uh, to make an area a, a, a destination yep. for, for that it. day or for that week. All right, so sorry this is a long setup. One of, uh, one of the old adages is the definition of insanity is to do the same things over and over and over again and expect a different result. Yeah. So, as a business operator and with the business people that you talk to, if it's not events, if it's not uh, festivals or whatever, markets, what is it? Or is it possible to rebuild the business acumen on Queen Street, downtown Niagara Falls? I think it's definitely possible, but I think the events and a lot of people on the street agree with me are not helping us. We need to fill the businesses, get people into the businesses and maybe do events. And a lot of the events are down on one end of the street. The BA is supposed to support the whole street and we don't want the street uh, shut down. We've had petitions. There's here the city council. Uh, uh, they Back to the election there with the budget here. I want to answer this question from before. There is only on the board there, and Eddie also was appointed, not voted in. There's only three people that have been voted in on the council right now. That's Ron Charbonneau, the chairman, Kelly Crosley, and Wendy Lear. 
Everyone else has been appointed. So all we're asking for is a general meeting to elect a new board. But yes, it's it can be there. My dad worked, was on the board for 46 years, then had enough um, trying to revitalize downtown. Niagara Square did a big damage, as you know, you were down here then. When that opened, that yep. killed the street. But it's got potential. But we're all we asking for, and we want the street to do well, is maybe now is not the right time. And as the new executive director there, and her past history there in Oshawa, a lot of people from there uh, blew up the BIA budget there, and now they're dissolving the BIA, and that's where she came from. So um, that's a lot of things there. And we and my father welcomed her and spent hours with her and gave her a lot of information. So there is potential, and that businesses have come down here, and they are starting to come down here. But I don't think the events help and we don't want the street most a lot of people don't want the street blocked off they think it, it it it's definitely not beneficial to our businesses that people not drive by okay uh, hey, so, uh thanks rob yeah eddie come on back come on back in here yeah go ahead yeah you know what so uh, you know i guess you know so i, I wasn't going to bring up rob's dad uh he does sit on the uh one of the committees with me economic development and beautification yeah uh, uh go ahead eddie I, say I guess it the go, lion ahead. Share. go ahead the Go ahead, Ed. Say something. Heart. Say something about my father. Go ahead. Oh, okay, come on. Go ahead. Go ahead, Eddie. Go I, ahead. I haven't. Uh... He's been down here forty-six years, Eddie. You've been down here eight months, and you were appointed. You weren't even elected by the board. Oh, so go ahead. This, okay. Do we mute Rob at this point, or? Go ahead, Rob. So, Rob, yeah. please uh, just give us a give sure. us a chance here. Sure. Uh, we sure, we. Let him go. Okay. Thank you. Go ahead. So. Ed. so go ahead. Uh, I know Rob's dad. He's, he's a nice man. Uh, there's no issues whatsoever with, with his dad. I, I don't have any issues with Rob. In fact, I don't have issues with with anybody on Queen Street. Everybody's trying to make a difference. But uh, a big part of where our budget increased, you know, there were motions that his father put forward. Uh, one of the motions was to increase the budget by 30000 for security cameras. So that motion was passed and we had a $30,000 increase for that purpose. Uh, he wanted to include uh, bollards with flowers on top. Uh, that was a $10,000 motion and that was passed. So those two motions were $40,000. Uh, and, and I, and I also- 400. Okay, 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 yeah, we're, we're, we're getting down into the minutia of things. Let me ask you, let, let me go back. Obviously- can, can, I, can I just one more minute? Yes, just, you may, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, you know what, and, and the BIA is not uh, an organization just to hold events. I want to talk just for a second about another increase. We, we, uh, we're, we're doing a, an entire revamping branding of uh, downtown. Uh, we've got an amazing website that is going to be coming out very, very shortly. Uh, it's a website that is, you know, going to help to bring businesses like Rob's business, his dad's business, all of the businesses on Queen Street kind of into the 21st century. It's going to have a back end built into it where every single business owner will have an opportunity to sell goods through Shopify. Uh, so it's going to become a, an amazing portal for every single business to benefit from. Uh, you know, whether someone is supporting the BIA or not, they're not excluded. We want to help them uh, come aboard and sell products that way. Uh, there, there are a lot of amazing things coming. Uh, I am very happy to be part of this board and to be, you know, working on really trying to make a difference. Okay. Uh, again, 
and and I'll, and I'll you know I'll say this to everyone, all of the board members. We we don't get paid to do this. Rob had mentioned that my building is now the new board office. I had someone that offered to pay 25% more for that space from me, but I I wanted to I I cut my 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 expense down on it and and I wanted the board to have it because I wanted to be part of the team. Uh, I want to be part of what's you know, changing on Queen Street. And I, I really want to see things get good. I have a, okay, and I, I get that. And I, I think everybody has the same goal in mind. It's, it, the destination is probably agreed upon. It's the journey that is right. is causing the problems here. And the cost here. of the journey. Uh, <laughs> you know, um, and, the the and so I, I, have, I have two questions for you, Ed. Uh, and. We originally, just to, just to let uh, everybody know, we did originally reach out to Amanda, the new executive director of the BIA, who uh, was very, 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 very gracious and very helpful. And, and she felt that, uh, I'm paraphrasing her now, I'm speaking for her, uh, and I'm, I don't really intend to, but I'm just letting you know what we did, that it would probably be better for ha to have somebody from the board, from business downtown as opposed to the ED, come in and, uh, and talk to us, and that's fine. The background, she was um, in a similar position in the city of Welland a number of years ago, uh, as far as her resume tells us as well as the fact that, uh, to go to Rob's point, she was also in the same position in Oshawa, which I only bring up because it was also mentioned to me, and somebody can correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, it was also mentioned to me that the tactic of doubling the budget or whatever word you want to use was also, was also used in that community. So it's something that it would appear um, she has been a, a part of. Before. I'm, not, I, I, I'm not trying to cast aspersions, I'm just saying it, it's something that happened under her watch in Oshawa as well as ex executive director. Um, so that's, that's, that's part one of the question. And part two uh, of the question is, I guess, how you build, how you bridge the gap now. There is obviously a gap between the, the BIA and a number, I'm not saying all, a number of the businesses downtown. How do you mend that fence? You got, and because obviously you need to. You need, you've got fences that need mending or you're gonna just go on like this for a while. So those are the two things I'd like to have addressed before we say goodbye. Okay, so the, uh, the executive director actually doesn't increase the budget. So she's hired by the board uh, to oversee things. The budget increase was made up again, we talked about this already, of 41 committee members. Uh, and it's a six month process, which I have given hundreds of hours of my time to be a part of that process. And so have a number of other business owners that wanted to also contribute and be a part of that process. Uh, we so had sent out invites to a number of, you know, whoever wanted to join those various committees, uh, everyone was welcome. Okay. Uh, and it wasn't one meeting, again, it was, meeting after meeting after meeting. Uh, so, you know, that's where the increase came. Uh, I think the lion's share of business owners and building owners are very happy with what's been happening. Uh, you know, it's like anything, the, you know, there's the, the one or two or three voices that uh, make more noise than everyone else. And that has been the case. Uh, I've been attacked on social media. I have four kids, four young boys. I'm a very busy dad. 
Uh, I'm running a successful business, but I'm very busy with my family, with my kids, with work. And I also feel like I want to contribute to seeing things change. So I am, you know, donating my time uh, where I've been attacked on social media. I don't even look at it because no, no matter what you do today, there's always going to be naysayers. Uh, but again, I'm, I'm positive about the future. Uh, and, and as far as, you know, Amanda being on the call or someone else, I'm someone who's on this call and I also have skin in the game. Okay. Uh, my levies were increased uh, and I am happy to be a part of that. I'm happy to pay the levy with the change that I am seeing happen. So how do we, um, um, I get that. It was just that the parallel between what happened in Oshawa and uh, and what happened here, that parallel has been drawn. So uh, I wouldn't have been doing my job if I didn't if I didn't bring it up. And that parallel is, is still there. But okay, so gentlemen, I, let was me, there the let, parallel in Welland? No, so, no, Oshawa. As far as hey, there, can, can I have a little uh, say here for a minute? Yeah. Just about the cameras. Okay, the cameras are needed down here. We have cameras in our shop, and the police use them all the time because a lot of crime went up. So yeah, it's fine like that. Uh, what Eddie failed to mention is the core website there that's also behind that was supposed to come out in February is $12,000. The website, our production is $5,000. The rebrand is $3,000. And there's a $100,000 payroll. He might be doing things out of uh, on his own time and for his own interest because he's doing just fine. As I said, the real estate business is doing just fine. But there's a $100,000 payroll, okay? We have the highest BIA from here to Toronto. Fallsview got rolled back to zero. Main Street's 26,400. They just raised theirs to 40. So he can say what he wants. No one's attacked them. They're just facts and they don't like to, Well, to you, know, you, you know, people do get uh, yeah. carried well, away on no social media. Them. No one's attacked them. I know that was facts. pointed against uh, me. No one attacked them. It's just facts. And they don't want to answer the hard questions and, and they don't want to do, they don't want to be the transparency. They're not giving us the facts. Now okay. they're starting to come with it. So the, oh. the the wages for 2020 are ninety nine thousand dollars, seventy thousand. The wages. Sorry, for sorry, Eddie. Uh, sorry, Eddie. Rob was speaking. The the wages. Nine thousand dollars. The is excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, Rob. The yep. wages, Eddie, are what? The wages for 2020, yeah. seventy thousand. No. The increase to 2021, the wages went up to one hundred thousand. It's a hundred thousand dollar payroll for what? It's a thirty thousand dollar increase yeah. from the previous year. For how many Great people? Money. For how many we people? We have Amanda, who we didn't have in the past, who are we are very thankful that we have. Okay. Uh, and we have uh, summer students that are working with us, where we have grants that pay seventy five uh, percent of their wage. Okay. So this summer we're going to have a number of people working for us, uh, and uh, through grant programs uh, they're going to be paid. All right. Gen gentlemen, gentlemen, let me let me address you both because we do we do have a time limit of some degree here, but let me address you both. It is yeah. obvious that by the end of this interview, we're all not going to be sitting around a campfire singing Kumbaya. I get that. I, I, I get that. But to go to the second part of my question, uh, Ed, that I asked you and Rob, I'll ask you the same thing. We do. We waste a lot of time and energy and stress fighting so how do we stop how do we how do we bridge that gap i mean if there is a city that's famous for anything niagara falls is famous for bridges so how do we how do we build this bridge how do we how do we fix this well you know i think i think one of the ways you know potentially we can have rob come and join some of our committees and actually be an active participant 
uh, instead of you know his participation be through social media and trying to throw the BIA under the bus, an organization where people are putting in hundreds of hours. I'm not the only one that actually help Rob feel the same way. I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. So I love Rob, please come out and join some of the committees. Okay, you know, so that, that is Lee. This is my recommendation. All right, we want to call for a general general meeting to elect a new board and let the general membership decide who they want on board to represent them. Because nobody there other than those three people are on the is board. Is there a, is there a process? I don't. I'm not sure of how your bylaws work. I'm not yeah. sure what that process would be, or if it is even possible. How do, how would that how would that work? What are the what are the protocols you know, I, involved? There is there is a process, and okay. everybody is elected. It's a, a municipal election. You weren't elected; you were appointed. So, R Rob, there's an economic development meeting today at five o'clock. So Sorry, I'm not going to go out and show houses today. Yeah. Listen for a second, Rob. Yeah. I'm not going to show houses at five o'clock today and make money for my family. I'm yeah. not going to go home and spend time with my kids because I am going to be at that meeting at five o'clock and I'm going to be an active participant. Okay. You are more than welcome to be here and join that meeting. I look forward to seeing I'm you. I'm sure you're starving, Eddie. I'm sure you're starving. That's not... Uh, uh, okay. Um, fair, fair game. Now, what role, if any, can the City of Niagara Falls Council play in uh, mediating this? Because we have, a, we have a great divide here, and I, I sympathize with with the businesses that are dissenters and I also see the desire on the BIA's side to move forward somehow. I mean I, I, I kind of get both well, perspectives but I'm not sure I'm processing. The mayor's not interested. Okay um, but what role what, what role potentially can the city itself play? Nothing. He said to work it out with the BIA so they're not uh, they're not interested. The mayor the mayor we've had our time with him and he's not interested. So I, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if there's as big of a divide as you believe there is. It's just we have a few very loud voices on one side of the table, yeah. and they're clouding uh, the voices on the other side. So even though we have naysayers, I am still committed to trying to make a difference for my business for Rob's business, for his father's business, for everybody's business. Okay, uh, uh, thank you gentlemen for being here. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate the perspective and I understand the, the angst involved on, uh, on both sides. Rob Branca, thank you for being here. Um, difficult Thanks, times for all of us. Um, Eddie Pibus um, and uh, all of the rest of your members on the board. We do appreciate your volunteer time here in Niagara, and uh, they're, they're not easy times for anybody, but I do respect both of you for being here and uh, having this open conversation with us here on uh, 411 Live. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you. Bye. Bye. 411 Live with uh, Lee Sterry. We are fueled by Gale's Gas Bars. We are powered by WeStream. We are supported uh, with uh, an information sharing agreement with uh, Nick of Niagara 411. And of course, proudly supported by our two latest sponsors, Performance Heating and Air, and our brand new sponsor this week. See it uh, right up there at, uh, at the top of Miat. The Simpsons Pharmasave, Simpsons in uh, Virgil, as well as the Apothecary in downtown Niagara on the lake. Kevin, we have some serious issues in areas around Niagara that seem very close and yet very far apart. It's uh, 
Yeah, I'm. It's amazing. I'm with you on that. Where I understand both sides. I get of it. That on both sides. Yeah. I absolutely get it. The one thing that I would say is for people to get involved, and I think Eddie yeah. was encouraging that of Rob, and Rob shouldn't be fearful of that. Get involved. Um, be a part of the solution rather than a dissident or part of the problem, so to speak. Because if you are at the table, then your voice will be heard. And yeah. if, if what you think is supported by a majority of people in this cluster, then they'll move in a new direction. And Eddie was even saying there that, uh, that Tony, Rob's father, brought forward some suggestions. A couple of motions, couple et cetera, of motions that, that, that were implemented. Them, and it cost them money. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? This is, this is a movement in the right direction. So it's, it's a tough one because you throw COVID over top of the whole thing. I think had this not been a COVID year, I don't know that we're having this discussion. No. They, they hadn't moved the budget in 10 years. At some point, yeah. something's got to give. you got to start doing something different. And I suppose that is where I was trying to figure out the rationale b behind it. Because if, if they'd waited maybe one year, uh, six months, whatever. Well, I know budgeting happens at a certain time every year. You can't move your budgeting process around for fiscal reasons. But... The timing just seems to be uh, a perfect storm, <laughs> I guess, is the only way to, to, to describe it. For some, and again, to go to, to, go to Eddie's point, uh, there is always, there, there's always a vocal uh, side to any issue, and there is also the, the benign side, the, the quiet side, the non-vocal side, and it's hard to sometimes wrap your head around which is which and either way uh, I hope those rifts are at some point in time somewhat bridged and and we do revitalize a core area that I have great connection to uh, being downtown Niagara Falls and predominantly the Queen Street area because you can say downtown and it contains uh, a number of streets, I guess, if you want to say. But the ultimate, the ultimate uh, definition of downtown is, is Queen Street. I think you said the most important thing there, Lee, and I think it, it would, be, um, would be good to reiterate that on both sides, the end goal is the same. The end goal is exactly the same. You want vibrant economic operations and activity in the downtown core. And I think if that's reiterated over and over and over, and wherever, whenever voices get raised and tempers flare, remind yourself that, look, we're both here trying, trying to get to the yeah. same end goal. Yeah. So let's work together I agree. and get there together. Or if you end up being on the other side or if you're just a dissident, don't want to be involved in the actual process, um, it, it just doesn't help anyone. I have been in social settings where the conversation came up numerous times over the last number of years about what's happening just right behind me here on St. Paul Street in St. Catharines. There was an amazing hue and cry when the Meridian Center was being built and developed here in downtown St. Catharines. And I was always, I was always a proponent of build it and, and they will come. And it's been it's been partially that way. There've been some, there's been some great growth and and business activity, restaurants and uh, and service industries, and hospitality outlets, in in particular, in downtown Sink. And then the the Brock University 
um, campus down the street, the Performing Arts Center. There, um, the development has in and of itself breeded development. Development begets development begets development. Um, I, ironically, uh, years ago uh, in, uh, in the 90s, I was actually on the board of the Oshawa Downtown Economic Development Business Committee. It was something put together by the mayor bringing business owners and operators in to help develop downtown Oshawa as, as, uh, as irony would take it. And there was always, always a great, great group of people involved in that. And, but it is not, there's also staff and there's also political protocols and there's also all these other things, the, the so-called red tapes that get in the way. And uh, it really sounds simple. Let's all get together and talk about great ways to rebuild our city. Let's do that. Okay, let's do that. Well, when the rubber hits the road, uh, as we've just witnessed, it's not as uh, easy as it always should be, or it would appear it might be. A, a, lot, of, uh, a lot of speed bumps and turns and twists in the, in the road. But um, we do appreciate uh, Eddie Pibus and Rob Branca for being on the, on the program. I just today. wish that it was, uh, I think everybody listening or, or watching would think the same thing, just wish it was more of a healthy debate. Yeah, constructive. Yeah, uh, I guess would, that's a better word. Cons constructive is, oh, I think it was pretty healthy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I agree with you, Kevin, and I know, what, uh, I know what you mean. And we have those issues around Niagara. And to go again, uh, you will form your own opinion on what was said, and that's entirely fine. That's what we are here for. And to bring you these kinds of debates... Be they constructive or otherwise, we will try to make them uh, constructive, but that's what we try to do here on 411 Live with Lee Starry. And of course, you can also participate um, whenever you feel the need. Kevin has posted, I believe, the link to the program on, uh, on the comments on, yeah, on the feed. Just want to touch on that. I did have a couple of people hop into the green room. Okay. If you want to come on the show, just click on that link and then make sure you, uh, you turn on your camera. That's oh, right. pretty much my sign that you want to come on the show. A lot of people click on that link erroneously thinking that that's how they will watch the show. Yeah. And there okay. we go. We just had uh, CHCH go by with their antiquated equipment <laughs> going, hey, what are those guys doing in there? <laughs> Kicking your ass. That's what you're doing. <laughs> okay, Kevin, we're on fire. Oh, sorry. I thought we were opinionated today. You're okay. <laughs> Speaking of opinions, I'm gonna I'm gonna change the topic here. To um, I'm not sure, Kevin. Did you see any? And, and I realize this is uh, just a tabloid fodder. I get I get it, but it could lead to some big big things, uh, big changes around the world politically. Uh, I know the wheels of change move very slowly. Uh, especially when it comes to the monarchy, but it could happen. Uh, did you see any of the, the Harry Meghan thing at all? I saw bits and pieces. Had to go out. I think we were streaming a council meeting yeah. that night, something like that. But anyway, what's, uh, what's your take? Well, I watched, I watched the, whole, the whole thing, and, and my opinion of it is neither here nor there. But what happened with, um, with a big star that you will recognize is Pierce Morgan. He was on uh, America's Got Talent or one of those things, and uh, he ran the Daily Mirror. He was the editor for the Daily Mirror and another tabloid newspaper in the UK many, many years ago, and he's on their morning breakfast television over there. Well, he's not anymore. 
because he went on and he made comments about uh, Meghan Markle and the hue and cry was crazy. They talked about, uh, Eddie and Rob were talking about on social media the, the bullying or whatnot uh, um, that happens there. Former Good Morning Britain host Piers Morgan doubled down on his criticism of Meghan Markle Wednesday. Uh, and uh, so his, and I have his uh, tweet up here as well. On Monday I said I didn't believe Meghan Markle in her Oprah interview. I have had time to reflect on this opinion and I still don't. Okay. If you did, okay. Freedom of speech is a hill I'm happy to die on. Thanks for all the love and hate. I'm off to spend more time with my opinions. <laughs> I, whether you like Piers Morgan or not, and I, I think he's kind of a Neanderthal thinker, but that is neither here nor there. Um, that was a pretty good quote. Yeah. Um, that was pretty good. You know quote. what, Lee, and I think I'm going to play the other side of this because I think it's a generational thing in Canada where we're finding that we're less and less attached to the royal family, Indeed. to Britain and the monarchy. And yeah. I'll tell you from my personal standpoint, the reason I didn't watch it is because I don't Care. give a hoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at Harry, all this guy did, sorry, I know he's done a lot of good things for the world, but at the core of it, he won the genetics lottery. That's it. He won the DNA pool. He was but, born into a family, and because of that, I'm supposed to care. But and this wasn't really don't. about him. Well, that's the only reason he's on TV. I got problems. It was about her. My wife's got problems. Oprah's not talking to us. Okay. So they're talking to them because he's the son of somebody. True. I mean, that's, that's my opinion. But again, and, and like Pierce said, uh, okay, we all got it. I get it. I get it. But on the flip side of the thing, we have been talking for many years now, or trying to be talking for many years about how important it is to talk about someone that is experiencing an onset of mental illness and stress. And she made a quote in that interview that she didn't want to be here anymore. This is someone that is now, whether you believe Pierce Morgan, he doesn't believe her, but this was somebody reaching out for help because she was seriously suicidal. That is, I don't care whether you've won the genetic lottery or not, this is still a serious no, absolutely. mental problem. And, and so it's something that, the, and the only reason I brought it up is because I think that's something that we, ha, we, we ignore at our peril. Yeah, don't, don't misconstrue this with saying I don't care about mental health and I don't care about Meghan Markle. But when it comes to overall the royal family i don't care and i think a lot of people just don't care i don't I, and i'm not disagreeing with you there but do i care about either. the human issues with any human absolutely i've got sympathy and empathy for that the thing that the thing that kind of amazed me about it then we'll get off it because it's just and it's a it's another celebrity conversation that's irrelevant uh to you but the thing that the thing that actually surprised me and is shame on Harry and shame on Charles and shame on Will and everybody else that's associated with that immediate family that they didn't warn her what it was going to be like a little bit more than they did. It sounded like this entire thing came as a surprise and uh, Harry knew it was going to be a, a, a goat show and a train wreck all along. I just had a feeling that he knew it, it was going to be nuts and, and didn't, didn't warn her properly. I don't know. Anyway, we can move on uh, from there. It was just the fact that Pierce Morgan, being in a position of, of influence, seemed to completely dismiss the fact that there was a young woman in trouble. 
irrespective of whether she was in the royal family or American, Canadian, black, white, or whatever. It was a young woman in trouble, and he completely disregarded it or didn't believe it. So that, to me, was the dangerous part of that part of the story, which is the only reason I brought it up. But, you know, conversations uh, go on. Everybody's fired up today, Lee. We are. Uh, clocks move forward. Here's something else that gets people fired up. Are you going to do the clocks? I threw up the, uh, the motorcycle thing. Oh, the motorcycle. Yesterday. So why yeah. don't do that? i got to go put the camera outside, so I'm going to do that. Okay. Um, yeah, again, we're getting into that time of year when people are going to be riding their bikes. Niagara Regional Police Service News uh, collision under investigation in Pelham. Yesterday at about 6 o'clock in the evening, emergency services personnel responded to a report of single motorcycle collision in Pelham. Three district, well in uniform, officers from the NRPS arrived on the scene and commenced an, uh, an investigation. And apparently there was a Harley wreck to the tune of about $20,000. There was one, at least one person that I am aware of that was injured and not aware at this point in time exactly the extent of those injuries as they stand right now. But so many vehicle collisions and now is the time of year when you're going to have to start watching out for motorcycles. And uh, I know sometimes the motorcycle riders are their own worst enemy. Most times, uh, most times, let's face it, when a motorcycle meets a car, the car is going to win. So we have to watch out for them, irrespective of, of what they're doing. We've got to watch out for them, because it's no fun to be in any kind of an accident, no matter what is, is going on. But the clocks, let's talk clocks for just a second. As of this Saturday night, as a reminder, we spring forward. Daylight saving time begins technically Sunday morning at 1 o'clock, but before you go to bed Saturday is, yet, or when you get up Sunday morning if you have no appointments, do it then. Um, the clocks go ahead an hour. And once again, the debates will rage as to whether it is even viable anymore, and I think most people will kind of realize that, uh, no, it's not. It doesn't make any sense at all from a lifestyle perspective. What they try to wrap their heads around is the financial global impact, the stock markets, the, the business communications, the trade, all of these things that happen that people have now finally, and computer programs, et cetera. It goes back to like when, when it was we were gonna hit the new millennium where all, everybody's probably afraid that if you change something, you're gonna, something's, something's not gonna work, something's gonna explode and blow up, and well, we better not, we better not change things. Well. Um, probably the time, in my humble opinion, the time has uh, come to completely eradicate this uh, change in time. I want to stay with, I don't want to stay with standard time. I want to stay with the daylight saving time uh, forever. <laughs> um, I don't know how you feel about it, but it just seems to me a totally erroneous thing to be involved with. But, it, but there is a lot that goes into it. As I said, you've got stock markets and you've got all kinds of things that come into play, airline schedules and, and stuff that businesses and societies have come to terms with just because it's been that way for so long. We're just used to it. So let's not, uh, let's not try to reinvent the wheel. Seems to me it might be time to reinvent the wheel. Every now and then you need a new wheel. So 
as a reminder anyway that is uh, that is this Saturday. Coming up. That's this Saturday. So finally, the, the sun won't go down until 738 o'clock all of a sudden. Yeah. Come next Monday. Yeah. You can put that shot of you golfing out there again because yeah. that'll, be, that'll, that'll be after okay. I've done all my work on behalf of Niagara 411 Live. Of course. Yeah. Uh, Winston Churchill said uh, some people's idea of free speech is that they are free to say what they like. But if anyone says anything back, that is an outrage. <laughs> oh, you didn't have to put that up, please. Sure, I did. Here, do you want to? I, just, I was hitting a few golf balls yesterday. So what? Big deal. Do you want to look? Want to get right in there, Lee? Look at that. Oh, you're looking good. Yeah, well, you can see your arms there taking the selfie. Yeah. In your glasses. Yeah, I don't do selfies very well. Oh, that's a good shot. Yeah. All right. That's very telling. You be the judge. <laughs> I think everybody was itching, right? All the golfers were wondering. Uh, actually, actually, uh, you should have seen the number of people that were there. It's an easy sport I, to keep your distance, too. It is. It is. Uh, and, and it looked like they kind of sort of were, but, I mean, there had to be there had to be 250 people there. Really? Oh, it At was. At the range? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then there was, a, there was an inside spot, and it was crazy, that Kevin. That is crazy. I, I didn't know it would be like, like I that. Actually, I actually was going to take a picture of that, except I thought I might get somebody into trouble, so I didn't. You know, I don't like to take pictures of people that don't know they're having their pictures taken. So And during COVID, I mean, yeah. you know, the wrong camera angle puts you one foot of, away from somebody instead of six feet and all aboard the shame train. Right? Yeah. And then the phone rings. says, uh, yes. Yeah. Hello. Is this, is this Kevin? Yeah. Did I see you on the, on the range yesterday? Yeah. I thought you were in the office or I thought you were working at home or, you know, <laughs> like I don't want to be the reason... That, that that happened. No, absolutely. I, I, like I didn't want I, I didn't want your wife to know that you were there, so I didn't take the picture. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's why I never get a personalized license plate. <laughs> oh, have you seen? <laughs> I saw. Now this is something. Now that you mentioned, I wasn't even thinking about this. We didn't we didn't rehearse this originally, but I saw uh, a woman of oh I guess oh I don't know maybe she was fifty ish, whatever. Um, driving in the, in the north end somewhere near, near around uh, where I live. And her license plate, her personalized license plate said, I'm a fox. Is that? I don't know. Well, maybe Somebody obviously gave it to her. I don't think Miss, she... Could be Mrs. Fox. I don't, true. Oh, there you go thinking that, eh? I don't, I don't think she probably would have bought that for herself. Probably somebody bought it for her for a birthday. Or uh, I want to get to some of the other stuff that, that we wanted to talk about and things that uh, kind of made the Niagara 411 headlines Let this week. Let us do that, yeah. Uh, I don't know that we talked about this one, Lee, but fire departments reporting to the aquatic building at yeah. Ridley College. Yeah. Um, and they weren't quite sure at the time what was, what was going on. What was the result of that, actually? Did they ever release the... Don't know per se. It's probably lost I, I in didn't, the comments. I didn't. Yeah, Not I a didn't big deal, see it. I don't think. No, no, it, it wasn't. I didn't see. I didn't see anything yeah, near Ridley there. I, I didn't see anything that someone wanted a hot search. tub. Yeah, it's an all clear. Staff yeah. report: electrical room on second floor is where the fire appears to be coming from. Right. Okay. I remember swimming in that pool once, freezing cold. <laughs> Freezing cold water. Not just once, a couple of times. Speaking of that, these things are all, there's so many things going on in Niagara. The second, it was announced, the second YMCA 
in the Niagara region is being closed. The one in St. Catharines over on, uh, well, YMCA Drive, actually. I'm trying to find that here, but yeah, I saw that everywhere yesterday. Uh, what the heck's going on? I realize it's COVID and stuff, but the one in, the, a few weeks ago, they announced that Niagara Falls was closing down. I mean, YMCA's don't close, but apparently they do. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find the post on Niagara 411, but people are up in arms yesterday. The pool is not going to reopen. They said they are going to continue uh, some of the programs or as many of the programs or all of the programs or whatever because there's child care programs, etc. that take place in that building. And apparently that, uh, apparently those kinds of things will be continuing. Those organizations or groups or whatever will still be able to use the space. But as an organization, as a membership-based business, the YMCA is done. Done. That's in, in, in Niagara Falls and now St. Catharines. Now, what I'm Why? hoping, what I'm hoping, and I guess the membership would be hoping, a different situation in Niagara Falls because they don't own the facility. They were tenants the city owns the at McBain. Yeah. Here up at, uh, you know, the big box stores, St. Catharines yeah. YMCA, yeah. they own that building. Yeah. So it's, it's, it'd be a shame if somebody bought the building for something else and just ended up tearing it down. You could see that happening, right? Somebody saying, ah, we need another mall in here, another hotel. But the YMCA like has made like around forever. I know. I mean, what, it's still going to be what around. What is going it's, on with the YMCA? They're still going to, or they're going to try and um, provide services for St. Catharines and across Niagara just and I guess other facilities, smaller facilities, piecemeal here, there, and everywhere. But but uh, it was but 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 it was all it was a, the YMCA was always a stable sanctuary of community gathering. Yeah, it's a victim of of COVID. I mean, really, but COVID look, will pass. I know, but you look no they've further. Announced they, they've announced that they're closing permanently. What do you do? What do you do when you've got no prospects of well, what do businesses do? profitability? What do businesses do? They're closing down, Lee. This is what we've been talking about on the show. I know, but there, there are a lot of them that aren't closing down, is what I'm, ta- is what I'm saying. I know. They are staying open. They're, you know. They're trying. They're trying. No, I, I hear you, man. I mean, they've, frustrating. they've looked at it and poured over the books and the details and tried to figure out what, what's their model moving forward. And I guess it's not a giant bricks and mortar athletics facility. See, I don't like this COVID thing. You and I are even yelling at each no. other. It's not good. Um, here's one. I don't know if you saw this on Niagara 411 yesterday, um, but, it, but it hit a little home because we talk about uh, online bullying and things like that. Yes. A guy from St. Catharines, uh, St. Catharines or maybe the Niagara region, like NRP got contacted by Interpol. Yeah. To say, what is it, fat lips, big lips? What's the guy's name? So here you go. Here's the story here in February of 2021. NRPS contacted by Interpol in the United States. Okay. I thought Interpol was... Anyway. Regarding uh, threatening comments on YouTube, the initial investigation by Interpol led them to, uh, the, to believe the YouTube user was from St. Catharines. Now you could skip the next paragraph, but go down to there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Detectives determined that the YouTube user Big Lips posted concerning comments in the public commentary section of videos. Between January 10 and February 22, the comments were found to obtain threats of violence. Detectives were able to identify the suspect. They attended a residence in St. Catharines. Derek B. Spence, 41 years old of St. Catharines, has been arrested and charged with the offenses of uttering threats. Uh, held in custody for a video, but who's the inter, uh, to, for Interpol to get? 
uh, involved with? Who is he uttering threats to? Anyone who feels they might have been a subject of online threats by Spence or his username Big Lips, contact uh, contact the regional police. Two stabbings also showed up in Niagara 411 and showed up in Niagara. One in St. Catharines in an area, and, and this garnered a lot, a lot of comments from users of Niagara 411. There was a stabbing in the area of Church in Niagara just, uh, just to the east of me down St. Paul Street here. And um, it's an area that has had its social issues over the last little while. And then there was one in Fort Erie in an area that, believe me, you wouldn't even think anyone would need a knife to walk around East Main Street and Stevensville Road in the town of Fort Erie. Um, investigation revealed a 39-year-old male was in his garage with a 41-year-old male and a 44-year-old male uh, when the three males got into a physical altercation as a result. So three guys in a garage, I don't know, would they be having a beer maybe? As a result, the 39-year-old male was stabbed by the other two. One guy stabbed by two guys. Adam Fargo and his buddies, okay. Crazy week. But yeah, that, uh, yeah. that Interpol Big Lips story um, at least made me realize that there, there is punishment for people that just go rogue online and they, they can say whatever they want. Here's a guy from St. Catherine, yeah. 41 years old. I mean, gosh, talk about acting like a baby, threatening people online. Uh, should know better than that at the age of 41. Interpol catches up with him with yeah. the NRP and they descend on his home. He probably thought he was just a keyboard warrior. And then people that seem to be getting no assistance from anybody, whatever, say, why is my bully not getting caught? Like, yeah. there, there must have been something. At least it's nice to read that something That happens. somebody is, yeah. There must be something uh, that, that flags in some comments. That, that, that twigs people that are paying attention to this stuff. Like buzzwords and phrases, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably just flags go up when there's a particular word or a phrase or something like that used. But uh, there are so many people that are the subjects of, of, of bullying and so many people would love to be off social media, but a lot of us, are, it's, it's part of what makes the world tick, I guess. It's, uh, it's, and it is, to go to your point, it is good to know that somebody is paying attention under certain circumstances. Anyway, have we uh, decided whom our uh, musical guest is going to be for this afternoon? We're going to feature a rather pro-musician locally, just nominated for a Juno Awards. So I guess the Juno list came out in the last 24 hours. Number of people on there from Niagara, including like Dead Mouse, but also Rez who's Rez. from Niagara, yeah. uh, an EDM, like a dance music artist, yeah. and his song Orbit. So okay. we'll be playing that to take us kind of out of orbit and out of this program in just a couple of minutes. I'll and, let you wrap the show. And we will do that as soon as I once again take the opportunity to thank the supporters of this program. And believe me, we value you highly. Gales Gas Bars Limited, our title sponsor of this program, fueling Niagara for the last 50 and the next 50 at least, and uh, fueling this program as well. Thank you, 
Gales. Also, WeStream, Kevin, Jack, and Brandon Schramm's business that uh, sets up this technology and can help your business with the same. If you have any need to live stream events or whatever, you get in touch with him at WeStream. Uh, they're easy to find. Uh, Niagara 411, Nick and all the contributors, thank you so much for being a part of this. And uh, our two newest sponsors, brand new this week, Simpsons Pharmasave. Simpsons Pharmacies been around almost forever in Niagara on the lake as well as Virgil. It's the, it's the old apothecary in Niagara on the lake and a really beautiful state-of-the-art uh, store in Virgil as well. So Simpsons, thank you for coming on board with the 411. And uh, Carl at Performance Heating and Air. This I think is week three for you. You're sticking with us and we thank you very, very much for that. This has been season two, episode 10 already of uh, the Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That's me. Come back and see us for number 11 next week. Don't forget your clocks over the weekend. Uh, happy uh, spring weather and here we go we're going to be played off the screen kevin have a great weekend <laughs>